On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 1, Episode 3, Lord Snow. We arrive at King's Landing with Ned Stark, we get really up close and personal with the wall, and I absolutely throw the gauntlet at Chris in trial by combat. Winter is here. Welcome back. This is Ooh. episode three, episode season three. one, um, Deep Thrones. We really appreciate you guys tuning yeah. in. Lord Again, Snow. My name's Sims. I'm Sheedy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this episode really doesn't have too much action uh, going on. Slow in it, moving one. There's a lot of great, con- yeah, a lot of yeah. great conversations. So this is uh, season one, episode three, Deep Thrones. It's a very conversational, heavy episode, like Chris was saying. I think it's one of those episodes that you see on social media when people are like, oh, that was slow, just because there aren't knife fights. But these are important. Yeah, exactly. Intelligent. you got to appreciate these conversations, especially going from what, like seeing the whole series and then looking back, you, you realize the weight of some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And speaking of which, I, I, uh, it, it is summer, so I've been working out. I got my summer dad bod going. So nice. If, and I just got done watching Cops, so if you hear me sweating through the airwaves, that's why. Yes, and I recently got out of a very long-term relationship, so same. You're still sweating from that, or? I'm just sweating from debilitating loneliness, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully uh, we can get Amelia Clark over there and solve that for you. Oof, that would be oh man, dude, that would be a hell of a Christmas gift. Well, it's it'd be half Christmas because it's like summer, right? I now. know. So you got six months. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's jump into these scenes yeah, here. Lord Snow. And review the episode. So yeah, episode two or episode three, Lord Snow opens with Ned Stark entering King's Landing with all the Stark retinue. Um, you know, it, it, last time he was in King's Landing, mm. wasn't necessarily. I mean, it was a bittersweet moment for him. Uh, mm. We'll get into that a little bit more later. But the King's Landing set is amazing. He though. entered King's Landing, uh. <laughs> head first. <laughs> Mm. All right. Well, All right. yeah, but um, no, I mean, this this actually looks like a medieval um, town and castle and everything. I mean, it's really cool seeing how, how everything was set up. Oh, it's visually set. stunning. Yeah. And this is actually like our first real glimpse of King's Landing, like you were saying. You know, you really take it all in. Exactly. He arrives and like as soon as he gets off the horse, there's some dude who's like, well, there's a, you know, a Grand Master Meister Pycelle. You know, there needs to be a small council meeting because mm-hmm. Robert is a basically an absent. He's an he's an absent father. He's not involved in the in the king stuff. He doesn't like to do the king stuff. You know, he likes to be the king, but he doesn't like to do the actual work. It's a small council's job to kind of pay for all the shit he does. So exactly, and and as soon as Ned walks in to, and goes into the throne room. Uh, for this king, for the small council meeting, he gets a huge uh, deja vu sense of deja vu going on. Jamie's sitting up on the throne, just like what happened, and we'll talk about this later on in the episode. But Jamie's such a um, prick too, and for people with the power point, of hindsight, things change so drastically. But as of right mm-hmm. now, it's like he's painfully a douchebag. He's like Prince Charming from from Shrek. Yeah. Like and this, he's, he's such he's, a douche. He's not Shrexy. He's definitely not Shrexy. No, he, he, he doesn't. No, swamp. no, he doesn't have Shrex. He's getting out of my swamp. But <laughs> um, great, great, great line that Ned dropped uh, to Jamie was, you know, you served him when serving was safe. So that was, uh, yes. uh, uh, 
pretty much sums up his relationship with Jamie. And but, it's um, weird because Ned almost like chastises him for being a Kingslayer, and because the famous story of Jamie mm-hmm. Lannister is he stabbed the Mad King in the back, and then Jamie throws mm-hmm. it right back at Ned, and he's like, you know, basically like, hey, all I could think about as he was dying was your father. So Ned then kind of is he's tongue tied a little bit, like, oh well, fuck you. That was that was a fucked up scene. He's like, he's like, how come you didn't stop it? And he's like, everyone else, there's 350 other people in here. Yeah, yeah. these are but two anyways. prideful, strong men, both confident. Uh, mm-hmm. The betting line on this at Vegas would be very even, um, and they're they're toe to toe right now, and neither one's given an inch. It's a really great scene, dialogue wise. So that's why these episodes are important, where you get these dialogue heavy episodes. Exactly. And then we get to the actual small council meeting. This is Ned's first time dealing with all these with all these uh, King's Landing folk who are Do a very quick run through, Chris, of these guys. Just to really just names and we'll keep just so people know. Yeah. Yeah, so you have um, Varys, the spider, Master of Whispers, Littlefinger, uh, Master of Coin. Lord Baelish is his name. Um, yeah. You have yeah, yeah, ba- Lord Baelish. Grandmeister uh, Pessel. Um Grandmaster Pycelle, who's the Grand Maester, obviously. Renly um, is the king's brother. Renly yep. Baratheon is the king's youngest brother. Yep. Um, and then, and then Oh, and Barristan Selmy is uh, the commander of the king's guard, so he's there as well. And, then and Ned, Ned is, is the, the hand, hand of the king. king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ned basically right. just and, discovers uh, at this meeting that their the crown is in debt. He discovers what we already said, which is Robert doesn't do shit except spend money, whore, and have fun. Uh, and he's right. like, well, I'm going to reel this shit in. Because they want to do a tournament right. to celebrate the arrival of Ned in King's Landing. And and you can see that Ned isn't used to dealing with these shrewd politics of King's Landing. And he's just like, I'm, you know, I'm not dealing with any of this till I speak with Robert. And he's like, a brood right, about it. Yeah. And Chris yeah. touched on this in one of our first episodes, which if you're listening to this one, I know you definitely listen to those as well. Uh, and that's that <laughs> the thing that makes Thrones cool is that they do discuss the financial ramifications of things. Right, yeah, very cool. Very separate, separative um, from other shows. And then our yeah, next nice thing we and jump separative. into <laughs> Separative. I don't even know the right word. That trademark, you're trademark. That's, it's a huge that, differentiator. That there we go. Separative is now That's property of, uh, of Deep Thrones, so if you use it, we're coming for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should make fucking t-shirts with separative on there. Yeah. All right, so next thing we have uh, Cersei and Joffrey talking. Basically, Joffrey's like, I'm a little bitch. And Cersei's like, no, you're, you're a royal bitch, so you're allowed to be a bitch. And then they're just bitching at each other. And it's just an yeah, awful it's, scene. It makes me want to throw There's up. some good dialogue in here. Like, he's, like, almost talking about it. The thing I like is it almost shows Cersei respects the North in a sense because Joffrey's talking about, like, how he doesn't trust Ned and how they view the Starks as enemies and how he's like, we should just take the North. And she's like, we could never control the North. They're too wild. The winters would would shrivel that dick up something fierce Joffrey and he's like oh, true I can't spare an inch you know and that's just how it goes <laughs> well and, and the, you really see some Tywin Lannister coming out in Cersei here like she she knows the game she's worked herself into this position where she knows the politics of the Seven Kingdoms and Joffrey's yeah. just a little asshole this, and doesn't really understand all that and we'll touch on it later but this scene actually I will discuss a little bit later because it has a good line in it that I will bring up later alright and next scene we have Arya and Sansa and uh, Ned sitting down at a nice little dinner or lunch I, and I couldn't really just, tell what time of the day it was she's stabbing the table with her like knife and the old little I, I'm sorry I don't know that character's name the old lady who's just kind of like an overseer of the girls 
I think it's uh, Septimordain. Septimordain. What a cool name. But anyway, she's uh, talking to them, and she's like, what are you doing with that knife? And she's like, I'm stabbing Joffrey. Arya says that, which is awkward, because he's literally the prince. Her dad works for his dad, and Sansa, her sister, is supposed to marry him. So there is some awkwardness with that statement. Right. And, and Arya had the right of it, for sure. I mean, Sansa lied. And last episode, sister. right? Right. Joffrey was responsible for the butcher's boy, which was Arya's friend getting killed, and then Lady Sansa's dog getting murdered. Mm-hmm. So not not too much uh, material to s- touch on in that scene. No. The next scene we have is Bran waking up in Winterfell. Seems, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, not necessarily waking up. He had been awake at this point, but um, he's talking with Old Nan, and Old Nan old starts Nan. telling stories about the long. Nan or Nan, I don't know how you say it. No, I like it. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm not judging you. I just like her name is Old Nan. Like, that's how they say grandma back then. And she's freaking him out. She's talking about the scary stories of the White Walkers and the winters. And the winters were so cold that, you know, kings were dying in their castles and mothers would smother their own babies. And as I watched that scene, the only... spiders. Yeah, and the only thing I could think of as I watched that scene was that that old lady who was telling Bran those stories... Uh, about the White Walkers definitely has opinions on the anthem protests. She definitely could go off the rails for a while on <laughs> all that. For a good, for a good twenty minutes, she could monologue on those I mean, bad boys. She's one hundred percent great again, for sure. That's oh, she's no she's definitely there again. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. she wants a long night again. Again, oh yeah, again. She wants West. She wants you know what her West favorite scene? You know what her favorite scene in the movie Miracle is? The one when he keeps blowing the whistle and going again. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that one. That's good. That, hey, great joke. Great Thanks, joke. man. Thanks. And then, I, oh um, God, so I needed that. Chris. <laughs> we uh, we uh, go back into King's Landing and mm, Catelyn Stark and Roger Castle arrive in King's Landing. Yeah, as soon Matt as they Castle. get there, Matt Castle. And as soon as they get there, uh, they're accosted by these. Uh, gold cloaks that apparently knew that they were coming and they're like you know Lord Baelish is summoning you and Cat's all pissed off like oh how do people know I'm here Varys. he's bringing me to a whorehouse and na 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 yeah she's go pissed up in this... oh yeah I mean you're if you're a noble lady like you're not stepping foot in a whorehouse like that no. that's a major it's a major slap in the face to no, her it'd be pretty cool if you um, did though <laughs> but there's no, but you know, there was nowhere else that he was. I mean, Littlefinger was right. There's nowhere else that he could have taken her where no. not everyone would have known about it. Mm-hmm. So this is where an actual pretty important conversation goes down, and and uh, Catelyn, Varys, and Littlefinger talk about the origin the- of this cat spa dagger that was used to kill Bran. Oh, look and, at you with the terms. Oh yeah, and and. Littlefinger comes out and says, "Well, that was my dagger, but I lost it in a tournament, and I bet on, you know, I bet on, um, I bet on yeah. Jamie. He had the Cavs and in five. Tyrion bet against him. Yeah, and, and uh, ended up losing the sword to or the dagger to Tyrion, and right. that's how all those, all this, these, you know, webs start connecting, and this Lannister conspiracy against the Starks and everything. And this is really one of the biggest motion setters in the show." Right. This is like this is basically the catalyst, right? This is the for film school students, the inciting incident. The the key Whoa, did I just shake you with that dude cuz I'm busting out these yeah, turns. You kinda, Your you mind just did. exploded. I, yeah, I, I, that, that slapped me in the face there. Chris just I, shit you know, his pants. 
<laughs> Some would call this the remix to Ignition. Hot just fresh out the kitchen. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Little finger pissed on everybody yeah. there. So. Yeah. Baelish, Baelish telling those stories. Got Cat out in here thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we move on to Castle Black, and Jon Snow is really teaching these these little boys a lesson. I mean, he's beating the shit out is, of them, and Sir Alistair is. going to town on these kids. Oh, man. He is. This is like me and Chris on Call of Duty on a Wednesday night. We are just, you know, John, it's actually a great analogy, right? He's just, and it's literally just like one guy, Sir Alistair, who's in charge of training the people at the wall, and was also a prick, hates Jon Snow, and even like rips on him. He's like, oh, he got trained by lords. Why can't you beat this nobleman? You know, and it's just a circle of guys around him, and each guy goes in like a battle royal, you know, in the WWE, and Snow is quickly discarding them. And it is a fair point. I mean, obviously, these kids are, you know, poor kids. They've never held a sword before, so... Obviously, Jon Snow is going to teach these guys a lesson because Jon Snow is a better, better fighter than most grown men at this point. Even you know. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, and then uh, we we jump. No, back I'm good in. with it. Actually, I'm good with it. If you, I, I could, I could go uh, better with that. Yeah. No, yeah, it's fine. So, um, important part in that scene too. Uh, Jon Snow receives a raven saying that um, Bran was awake. So we'll touch on that in a little bit. Uh, a little bit later, but yeah, we'll we jump it. back to King's Landing. Um, there's a raven from Winterfell. Uh, Littlefinger brings Ned to the whorehouse and it's like, "Hey, you know, I've got I've got Catelyn in here." Ned freaks out and like grabs him by the throat and pins Chokes him against him. the wall. You're a funny man. Uh, You're a very funny man. Uh, and then Catelyn's like, "Yo, I'm here showing my titties in here." And he's like, "Oh he's shit!" Like, he's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, like, oh damn! I left my beads at home." Yeah, and Littlefinger has a great line where he's like, oh, I wish I could. He's like, ah, oh, the Starks, quick tempers, slow minds, and goes inside. Yeah, which, which holds holds strong throughout the whole show. Yeah. And then we jump back to Castle Black. Um, we've got these guys who had, who were previously being beat up by John, now pinning John down and about to kill him, basically. Tyrion walks in, sees it, and saves the day. He's like, yo, what, Your heads how do you, how great do you think on my spikes. sister would feel? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, pretty much saves John's life there. I think that's gonna. Yeah, but he also wakes him up to the idea, and it also strengthens the relationship between John and the other guys because he explains to John like none of these guys are highborn. They came here to save right. their skin, and they weren't necessarily all bad criminals. Some of them were just petty criminals to survive, and that's important. Mm -hmm. And this is when he's leaving. Uh, this this scene, at least, Tyrion's walking out and he hands him the raven and he says, your brother's awake. And Jon gives a cute little smile, just a little, a little smirk. Uh, and then it zooms out and he has a full eight-inch erection, which was weird. I think it says a lot about Tyrion as well, the fact that he took the time away to learn the stories of those guys that, yeah. that he's not even going to be interacting with at any point in the show, but... It just goes to show kind of the character of Tyrion uh, figuring out the whole situation. In, in any situation that he's in, he wants to know backgrounds of everyone. He wants to know um, how to angle himself or position himself to come out in the best case scenario. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's basically insightful. just raw dog in every situation, and he needs to know exactly. the best exit angle. <laughs> <laughs> best way to slide out of there. Yeah, just in and case. And then we jump back jump back to King's Landing yeah this has a lot of back and forth 
yeah yeah i mean this was i don't even think this was enough really you can tell you read the books too chris and i'll I'll tell you why because in the show they actually don't call him littlefinger that much it's mostly baelish not much littlefinger compared to baelish i think at this point especially i think that i think that might actually be more of a side effect of the fact that in my notes i abbreviate baelish with lf so it just comes out as littlefinger all the time oh okay I, I abbreviate yeah. Baelish as guy in Dark Knight Rises who Bane crashes the plane on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why your notes are 15 pages long for every episode. That's right. Thorough. F- fucking rat. You should see and me watch so, porn. Oh, oh, keep going. And then so uh, Cersei and Jamie have a kind of messed up moment where... Oh, God. Um, I don't know if we could say this line. Like, well... Wait, which line? It's messed up because, you know, they're, they're talking about Bran, right? Yeah. But then it kind of switches to how Jamie doesn't care because he will fight for her no matter what. And he says he'll even go to war with her husband. Again, this is her brother saying this. And he's like, let's sing a ballad about mm-hmm. us. They'll call it the war for Cersei's, and we're not going to say the word. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I, I was yeah, watching it's... the socks earlier, Chris, and there were a lot of good bunts. <laughs> did, did we get a W? Did we win with those bunts? No, they're still they're still on. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're bad anyway. They're terrible. I am a Sox fan though, but they're bad. Okay, and then we have an actual pretty cool scene. One of my favorite scenes in the episode. Hmm. King Robert is talking with uh, Sir Barristan Selmy, and they're talking about war and and their first kills and everything. Barristan got his first kill in the War of the Nine Penny Kings. Um, and then yeah. Robert, of course, got his first kill in his own rebellion at summer at the Battle of Summerhall. Yep. Um, He's basically just non-flashbacks. They're just having non-flashbacks at this point. Yeah, they're having a little PTSD. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of creepy when he's like, wait, wait. He remembers the guy saying, wait, and he's like, stupid yeah. boy. It was uh, a highborn, I mean, right, from uh, the yeah, house. It was, uh, it was a Tarly. It was a, a Tarly. Yeah, so Sam, well, yeah. his family lineage, right? Yep. And again, yep. that's a character we'll we'll get to. Exactly. And then he calls Jamie in, who was just minding the door, and kind of talks shit to Jamie. He's like, "Oh yeah, you went from one of the most decorated knights in the Seven Kingdoms to just minding my door." Yeah. And then he's like, "Tell us, tell us about your first kill." Minus old man. Actually talks about Jamie actually talks about the Kingswood Brotherhood, who was the Westeros history minute last week. So. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was pretty cool, a little callback. Yep. And and, um, and then Robert's like, well, you never told me what, what the, the Mad, Mad King's, King's last words were. Them. Yeah. What have you been mm-hmm. saying all day? Burn them all. Burn them all! It's kind of fucked up. But yeah, kind of. I could, I, yeah. If if you're getting if you're king and you're getting the your city sacked, are you gonna are you gonna burn the whole thing down? No, I don't think I'd burn the whole thing down. I think I would have fled a long time ago. Yeah, probably to Argentina. That would be, logical, that'd be the logical way to do it. Pull, pull out, pull out before shit gets too serious. See, that's why Tyrion's <laughs> Tyrion's in the money, dude, because he's pulling out and he's like, boom, all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> the Mad King is like, no, nah, I'm staying in. Just yeah, I'm just gonna, nah. It, it, the Mad King basically, his thought process was, if I pull in really deep, maybe I'll shoot it right past the ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we all and we all know that theory works like a charm. Yep, it's it's science. If it can't catch it, it's an error. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, now we're across the narrow sea. Um, we're going literally to the Dothraki Sea. Oh God, it's about time. This episode went a really long time, and I was a little nervous. I wasn't gonna get to see her. Well, I mean, she's she's not even cool at this point. She's not even. She's still kind of lame at this Chris, point. Chris, Chris, folks, one second. We're gonna mute you all really quick. You watch your fucking mouth. If you ever, if you ever say Amelia's not cool or Daenerys. I, I all right, so um, hey, what's Danny up, guys? Then, We're back. <laughs> so Danny's like, all right, the whole the whole herd needs to stop, and Viserys comes up, freaking out, like, you can't tell me what to do. <sighs> you're not my queen. I'm your king. You're not my I dad. You're you're not my you're not my dad. And um, and so uh, Danny's blood rider just grabs his whip, grabs uh, Viserys and then watches him nay nay, yeah. Now watch me whip. Whip. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was a sick moment because that was really when Viserys is finding out that he's no longer in charge. Yeah. Danny's really stepping into command at this point. Man, and I tell you, she's not in this episode that much, but the times she are, she, she, she is. She's just a, a little ray of light, you know? I, I see her and I smile, you know? Because it's just, it's like I know, I just, I, I, I know in my heart that she's the one. Well, I guess, I mean, go for it at this point. Shoot your shot, man. Shoot you know your what? shot. Can we get her on the line? Can we? Someone's got Danny's number. Get her on the line. Yeah, if someone, if, if anyone out there has an in with Amelia Clark, send her our way. We would love to have her on the show as a guest. And again, Amelia, uh, just a, a nice night out on the town. I know the city well. I used to be a tour guide. <laughs> so take all you to right. all the local haunts. We're back at Castle Black. Jon Snow has a really touching moment with his uncle Benjen. Uh, they hug it out. Uh, Benjen explains to Jon why he can't go uh, north on the wall on a ranging mission yet because yeah. in, in the it's a little tough watch, love there as well. A little tough love. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Because I mean, he says like, "I'm better just... than all. You're better than no one." Exactly. Yep. There's no, there's no nobility. They're all on the same level in the Night's Watch. So. This is like when we're playing Call of Duty and I want to rush B, and I'm like, let me lead the rush. And Chris is like, no, you're better than no one. No chance. I'm always, I'm always in the vanguard going to B. All right. Yeah, you're always in the back playing with your weenus. It's a two-bedroom house. It's free. It's got a it's pool, got in, the pool in the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then um, we're jumping back over. Well, actually, you know what? There's some uh, there's some Tyrion uh, conversation here. So Tyrion's mm. talking with Yorin, and Benjen walks in. Tyrion's basically shooting the shit, saying that he doesn't believe in in White Walkers and ghouls and all this stuff. Basically, everything the uh, the, the Night's Watch holds dear to Tyrion is a joke. And these guys have dedicated exactly. their lives to it. So imagine dedicating your life to something, you know. That would suck. And Benjamin, That's like, was, yeah. super, he was, Benjamin was super pissed off. And, you know, Benjamin's like, basically every everyone down in King's Landing, all your family, is down there having a good time drinking wine because we're up here. Drinking shit. wine, you're all fucking Sick. your sisters down there, and we're up here defending <laughs> that right. Exactly. Yeah. And then so we jump back across the narrow sea. So much jumping, dude. We're jumping all over the place. We're jumping all over jump the place. Around. Jump around. And Danny, news, um, this might get you a little pissed off. Danny's preggers. Oh, Danny yeah. is Prego. It's a roadblock, like, that's what? for sure. It's, but like any roadblock, I just had to drive over them. <laughs> <laughs> 
So apparently, in in Westeros, a, a pregnancy test is just feeling her, feeling your. Boobs it's just a, it's just some wise lady like Khaleesi, you know, bleed for three months. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're prego. You also, little, how did Khaleesi not recognize? I guess she was busy. I don't know. That seems like a thing that's like hard to judge. But wouldn't Khaleesi well, be like? Did she ever specify that it was three months? I thought I thought she said like for two, two moons. moons or something. Yeah, well, how often yeah, does the moons it, cycle? What does moon two moons even mean? Just is nights? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, the no. well the well, moon becomes full uh, after a certain amount of time. So for two moons, I think she means full moons. So is it right? But is it uh, well? Is it All right, anyone got George's number? Month? Get George on the horn. Is, 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 is it well? This is more of a science question. Is it is it one full moon per? Who's month? got Bill Nye? Is that a thing? All right, uh, yeah, someone get, I don't know get, the exact. I don't know, Chris, how the moon works. I don't fucking. Know. I don't know. I know waves. First off, I know waves have a lot, a lot to do with the moon, though. Which oh, is you're throwing wild. that. You're throwing that in my face. Yeah, well, I'm the science guy here, apparently, because you, you're you the science guy. You used the word separative earlier. You thought, that, you thought that two. Well, that's an English guy. That has nothing to do with science. You thought that two moons was three months. I'm saying I'm calling it's, BS on that. I didn't say it was anything. I was wondering what it was. I was trying to lead a conversation. All right, Jesus. listeners, when you're listeners, rewind no. a good like thirty seconds <laughs> and listen when he said, "Oh, she she wasn't bleeding for three months." Not matter like, of factly, I, I was minutes. just you know. All right, all right, all right. All right, well, John, if we're gonna play that yeah. game, then I got some bones no, to pick no, from earlier. That. We're not playing that game. We're not playing that game. We're not gonna play that right, game. Yeah. I give up. I give yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We're, we're good. We're all Gucci. Right. We're Gucci. We're Gucci. You so then Jora, Jora is uh, talking Ooh, to one of Danny's blood, wise, blood riders. Ooh. And Jora gets kind of pissed when he finds out that she's pregnant. Because he he's, he's like, got like a sad, pathetic thing for her because there's no chance it would ever happen. You know, he's one of those losers. Right. Whereas... Well, and, and also, I don't, I don't even think it was so much that. I think... Because at this point, you know, spoiler he's alert, he's, he's spying. And he's planning assassination. So, you know, he, he now finds knows. out that she's pregnant. That's fucked up. You know, and, the, and the Dothraki definitely has her back now. Yeah, for so sure. So he's like, oh, fuck. So Jorah oh, gets out of there. He's like, I'm going to Kohor. And the Blood Rider's like, well, we're, you know, we're not, we're going to Vase Dothrak. And he's like, well, I'll meet you guys there. And he's going to go snatch yeah. and be a coward. And then we jump back over to Castle Black. John is actually now helping out his uh, brothers in the Night's Watch, giving them tips on how to fight. Uh, that He really took that speech from Tyrion to heart. Mm-hmm. So that's good to see. He's actually making friends up there at this point. Yeah, we were worried about him because he's got a hard time making friends. And to see him get a few, it's really it's really good for his self-esteem. He's, he's, got, he's got so much angst behind him. He's, he does, yeah, and he's a handsome I dude. Talk, I don't want to talk to you. You're not my real dad. You're not my dad. Ugh. I'm gonna go listen to Marilyn Manson, and, you know, study the <laughs> blueprints. So, yeah. yeah, you know, Dude, just teenager stuff. You're gonna drink Mountain Dew and ugh, just not even, don't even masturbate because who cares? <laughs> so, and then um, Tyrion's talking to Maester Aemon a little bit here, and they're talking about reports of wildlings and White Walkers. Um, even you know the one Night's Watch guy swore to to the point where he got his head cut off that he saw a White Walker. So Tyrion's supposed to go recruit help from King's Landing, specifically the Queen, on the request of and, Mormont, right? Right. 
And so we'll see how that plays out. And then we jump up to Tyrion and Jon talking on top of the wall, a which pee-pee. is really he's yeah Tyrion's taking a piss off the side of the wall because he said he would hey we've all been there in public you gotta find a nice alley in but uh yeah real touching moment and this 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 moment I think really sets up some stuff later down the road in the series between Jon and Tyrion but you know we'll, we'll, we'll get to that when it comes and then the final scene we have back in King's Landing Arya is Training, training gets with a needle new, gets a uh, sword dance master serio Forel, and he is the well he was he was a former first first sword of bravos and he is badass i mean dude's probably cool got dude. a body count they call but, it and i'm doing the parentheses quotes uh dance lessons dance lessons mm-hmm. Ooh, uh fun fact all little right nerd fact here so macy Ooh. williams is right-handed but Arya is left-handed, so in every sword fight scene that Arya does on the show, they it's flip actually it. like super awkward for Macy. No, she actually—that's how good of an actress she is. She's just she does all the training and stuff left-handed. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. Ooh, fun fact: yeah. in Titanic, when they're drawing Rose naked, it's actually James Cameron's hand because he could draw and Leo DiCaprio couldn't. And they flipped it in post with like the side mirror thing, because Leo was right-handed. That's pretty wild. You're welcome for those Titanic facts, folks. They'll be coming randomly. <laughs> we just got we just got hand facts all over the place. Listen, I got those. Ra- yeah, we. I know a lot about hands. And the like. <laughs> I know a lot about Mister Hands. Oh no! R.I.P. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> R.I.P. Too soon. R.I.P. To the realist. R.I.P. To a guy who Sweet just threw prince. caution to the wind. He died doing what he loved, Mr. Hands. If you don't know Mr. Hands by now, you know we don't want you to. <laughs> yeah, don't don't search Mr. Hands. Don't search Mr. Hands. You'll just you'll have more do questions than answers. Risk. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it at work. Don't do it at work. Don't do it. At, yeah. Don't do it at home either. Go to like a public library. <laughs> you don't yeah, want that on your. You don't want idea. that on your engine. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to get into some segments? And don't even Google it. Ask Jeeves it. Yeah. Let's get into some segments. Let's get into some segments. You What's the first one? Uh, best line, Yas Queen, correct? Yes. All right, so you want me to yes. go first? Yeah, start us off. Okay. Uh, my best line uh, was actually, it's funny, it's, you served him well when the serving was safe. We discussed it earlier. I loved it. Uh, this was a really good scene. I love the Ned and Jamie kind of angst. Another line I really liked was... Uh, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. You just got two? You, you just bring out two best lines? Yeah. All right, well, there's only so many lines in the show, so you're just trying to take mine. You're it's an hour long. Just... Okay, so then I'll just go to my Yas Queen then, since you're going to be a little no, bitch no, about no, it. No, 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 my go ahead Yas. With, no. Okay, go ahead with so my second... other line is the king shits and the hand wipes. Oh, that's nice. This was um, Jamie kind of digging. This is the same scene. Jamie's kind of digging at Ned, and he's like, well, the king shits and the hand wipes, uh, saying, like, the king does what he wants, and your job is to clean it up. And Ned's not, you know, he's more of a fighter than I think a cleaner. Uh, so that's a little upsetting. Uh, but I made up my own little thing. It's the king shits and the hand wipes, but when the queen needs dick, the king's guard provides. It's Jamie fucking his own sister. And then my <laughs> yes Jamie's, queen Jamie's his own sister. Uh, is Cersei to Joffrey when she says, if you want to fuck painted whores, you'll fuck painted whores. Meaning when he's king, he can do what he wants. But I just thought, what a weird thing for a mom to say to her son. Well, we all know that Cersei is not the most conservative mother of all time. No, no, she's definitely not again. 
she's <laughs> she's far from again. Well, she's far from again. I don't know. She she's, definitely she's has. She's probably whatever whatever side of the spectrum she's on. She is far to the side. I mean, she's she. You can't call her moderate in any sense of the word. No, she's sure. like she's like a confusing person who's just doing whatever it takes to get on TV and protect her kids, which doesn't yeah. work out. And that's like weird advice. I tried to think of any time a mom in history has said that to their son. Probably never. But you go ahead, take it away, dude. All right, my best line is from Littlefinger, and he says, Starks, quick tempers, slow minds. You, you, t- you talked about this earlier. That's weird. We um, talked about each I other's. Think... Chris, yeah, yeah, we're we did. friends. That's weird. That's cute. Aww. The reason this is my best line what are you is doing because Friday? you find this out. I mean, there's multiple times throughout the series where this line applies. And oh, yeah. Actually, when we get to, I can't remember if it was season seven or season six, but Jon Snow has a almost identical, almost identical um, oh, scene. Oh wow, that's right. The one where yeah, where where he was holding little Lord finger Bane. up against the wall. We'll, we'll get to him. there. We'll get to there. Yeah, but that's right. Yeah. 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 And then um, okay, so my Yas Queen is mm. from Ned Stark himself. He says, "War is easier than daughters." Daughters, which yeah. was fantastic because like i don't know i mean I, i've never had a daughter per se well but but i feel like daughters are difficult i don't know but i yeah. feel like all children are difficult so that's probably that's probably all kids are i think but, maybe uh, it's difficult yeah. for a dad at the age that sansa and Arya are because i mean oh yeah well you know there's I mean, certain they're, things they're that a young woman goes strokes, through who a mom yeah. and a mom could relate maybe more to what a daughter goes through at a certain age that's just normal i guess but yeah definitely i get what you're saying i don't know if war is necessarily easier but it's a good line you know what i mean it's like one of those lines well, you but know? i I, can, I see his point though war you have for the most part especially back then it's not as many it's not as blurred of lines as now i guess it would be but then you know there's your people across from you and you have to go kill them yeah. Right. So, I, I get his point. You got one objective for the most yeah. part. Yeah. And with daughters, you you don't. Ah, interesting. So interesting take. Next, yeah. Thanks, man. Um, no <laughs> next segment we have hottest moment. Ooh. Yeah. What's your? What do you you go first on this one. You go first on this one. You want me to go first? Yeah. You start right, mine's me off. Mine's not that good. Yeah. Uh, mine's mine's not that good. Because, what new? Right. <laughs> take it easy over there. Yeah. Um, Arya and Serial Foral stick fighting was my hottest moment. Weird. I thought, I, well, yeah, not in the weird way. I just thought it was really cool because this oh, it's is just like fire. Yeah. Well, this this yeah, this is like where you see this is the hottest moment, like the fire emoji and the one hana yeah. emoji. Yeah. Um, this is where Arya is really starting to become like the warrior that she is. Um, so I I, I, I thought that was a really meaningful moment. All right, so that's cute. But my hottest moments are season one is different than the other seasons. The filming styles a little different. There's a lot of close-ups, and so my hottest moment is any close-up of Ned Stark scouring. There's a bunch of them, and it's he's always just like oh, like he's got that look on his face where he almost is like trying to cut a fart in public, but he's worried it's going to be loud, <laughs> so he's just kind of like oh, squeak out. So his scour though, he just he's like he's so intense. The guy, uh, the actor who plays, what's his name? Sean Bean. Yeah, he has such an intense face that it's pretty hot. Uh, a little bit of winter, I guess, uh, out of just respect. But it's it's great. It's great because, again, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to keep like playing this same 
I don't I don't know the saying. I don't know whatever. But the actor, I mean, the acting talent, like when yeah, they, Ned Stark's in Winterfell, you don't see that scour. Like he actually looks peaceful. And right. then when as soon as he gets to King's Landing, you see it over and, and you over. You see again. the discomfort, and this is why English actors are taking all of our jobs, American actors. It's because they study Shakespeare, and y'all get famous on Instagram. Um, and another exactly. hottest moment for me is that Khaleesi clearly is no longer, she's no longer, or Daenerys, I should say, is realizing that she's she's not a queen, but a Khaleesi. She's figuring it out, and I love that. Uh, what's the next segment, Chris? Well, we've got a little Westeros history minute. Let me, let me put my spectacles on and get all educational over here. So, Did uh, I today, that? folks, we are going to talk about <sighs> the sack of King's Landing. <laughs> and um, not not like the yeah. All right, don't giggle over there. I'm not <laughs> giggling, man. I'm an adult. Uh, so so yeah. So the sack of King's Landing. And I'm I'll a set, man. I'll set the scene for you a little bit, but the reason why I chose this one is because uh, King or King Robert and Jamie were kind of talking about it earlier, and then um, a little deja vu with Ned Stark and Jamie walking into the throne room. So. Um, so essentially in Robert's Rebellion, and I'm sure most of you guys are aware of this by now if you've seen the show, but you had the Loyalists who were with uh, the Mad King and Prince Rhaegar. And then you had the Rebels with, who were King Robert and Ned Stark in their, in their party. Um, to talk about the Sack of King's Landing, we have to start at the Battle of the Trident, which I'll probably do a whole Westeros history minute on that at another point. But just a quick summary. Uh, the loyalists who were led by Prince Rhaegar had lost in a decisive battle against the rebels and King Robert. Um, King Robert really just gave gave him just gave him that warhammer real good. Um, Rhaegar died on the trident, and most of the Kingsguard died there as well. So what you had was the loyalists fleeing back in a hurry to King's Landing. Ned chased them down um, because Robert was wounded, so he couldn't actually participate in the vanguard in the chase there. Eris, upon hearing about this huge defeat and pretty much knowing that his time's limited, um, uh, fuck you, <laughs> um, he sends his wife and his son, uh, Viserys, to Dragonstone, which turns out to be important because that's where Danny was born and everything. But he forces Rhaegar's wife, Elia Martell, and their two kids to stay. And Aerys had been planning to burn down the city. Even his hand at this point is a pyromancer, so like a you know one of those people who handle wildfire. Tywin Lannister shows up to King's Landing and says that he's come to save the city. He's come to finally help out the Mad King. The Mad King lets him in. And what does Tyrion? What does Tywin do? The whole Lannister army just starts massacring and raping everybody in King's Landing. I mean, Jesus, this is this is a really fucked up. Like some of the, I don't know. I mean, you guys could Google it on your own, but um, yeah, very very violent sack of the city. And then um, you guys got a violent sack. Violent sacks going all over the place. And in the Red Keep, Jamie is the last King's Guard person, last King's Guard member left with the Mad King. The Mad King sends his pyromancer to go set the city ablaze. Jamie kills that pyromancer and then turns his sword on the Mad King, kills the Mad King, earns his nickname the Kingslayer. Ned walks in at that. You know, Itty bitty that, around thing in your that. face. Yep. And Jamie's sitting on the throne. 
and Ned and Tammy have this moment where they're just standing, staring at each other. Ned thinks that Tywin and the Lannisters are just gonna take control right there and never give Robert the throne. But then Jamie steps down and's like, oh, I'm just fucking around. Here you go, Ned. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, and then to wrap it all up, uh, Emery Lorch, who was the Lannister guy, and um, and the Mountain, Gregor Clegane, murder Rhaegar's two children and his wife. But not only just murder him, like, the mountain grabs this little infant's head and smashes it against the wall so it's just brains and shit all over the place and then there was just proceeds head? to yeah and, and then shit all over and then proceeds to um, rape and kill Elia Martel Rhaegar's wife that's important so it's just I mean it was just a terrible terrible scene but that's just yeah. what happens when you have seven kingdoms that hate you while you're sitting on the throne wow um, so yeah yeah, thanks for That's that Westeros history, history minute, Chris. That was awesome. Yeah. How long well was done. that? Like fucking like five minutes? No, I just, well, really bit. quickly, we have to do this for sponsorships, whatever. But uh, Westeros History Minute, folks, brought to you by Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, drink it before Westeros History Minute. All right, so next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. No, that was really interesting. That was actually, those details tie a lot of the stuff together that goes on later in the episode. That's really, or in the seasons, I should say. So that was actually really good, Chris. Good job, man. You're well, you're very well versed in Thrones. This is important. This looks good. Thanks. Looks well, really you're, good. You know, you you bring you bring the, the you bring the sax and the and the, the sax. Yeah, when you said when you said violent sax, I thought like that's the worst jazz band name ever. <laughs> violent sax. Violet sax. All right, Thrones for Dummies. So, Chris, I'm going to toss it back to you. Uh, my question for you me. is just give me a couple quick blurts about the Mad King's wife. What was she like? Was she alive when he was still alive? When did, did she ever get killed? Is she exiled somewhere? Do you know these details? Yeah, so I kind of I kind of briefly mentioned it in the history minute, but um, I was not listening. Queen Rayla or, or Rayla, however you want to say it, I'm going to say Rayla. Uh, Rayla is definitely funnier. Yes, yeah, so we'll go with that. Yeah, so Rayla was. Um, evacuated out of King's Landing right mm. before, right after the Battle of the Trident and she was actually the birth mother of Rhaegar, Viserys and Danny. Um, when Rayla got to Dragonstone she was pregnant with Danny and they had Danny or she had Danny died at childbirth and there was a big storm going on and that's why Daenerys has one of her nicknames is Daenerys Stormborn. Stormborn. Yeah. Uh, so, wow. yeah, so that's, I mean, I really don't know too much about Rayla other than... There's, know, like, no mention of her at all in the show. Yeah. Her most significant, so, yeah. That's really interesting, though. Yeah, yeah right. she was, I mean, by all accounts, she was uh, pretty, like, mannered, like, well-tempered, yeah. um, well-mannered chick. Not, cool. like, the complete opposite of, of the Mad King, essentially. Right. So. Right. But complicit. Hashtag. Chris, really Hashtag. quickly before we get into the next segment, and just really quickly, throw out a number, what would you rate this episode? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, honestly, I, I would have to go like a five. I don't think I can go Ooh, any higher than five. That's brutal. I like yeah. this episode. I love the dialogue in it. I would give it an eight. This is the highest score I've given yet. Whoa. All right. Well, that's a just five? absurd. Can you that not count? Just, no, I mean this. Do you think five I, I is think a high number? If, if I'm comparing this episode to the rest of the episodes in the series, I would. It would be 
it would be unjust to give okay, it Okay, because I said that last week and you yelled at me. Yeah, well, I'm yelling at you again because you gave it an A. For doing the opposite? You're, for taking yeah, your, your notes wrong. and running with it? No, your rating's wrong again. All right? Your rating's wrong. Five. Grow up. You grow up. You got, you got beer goggles on is what you got. Chris is drunk, you got, guys. He's you got, drunk. You got, little, you, got little, you got little baby titties. All right? That's what you got. You were going to say dick, asshole. I know you were. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's get George you, a date. You got another? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's let's get George a date. Uh, I'm gonna you go, go first. first. I'll go first here. I'll go first here. So I, I put a lot of thought into this. And basically, by a lot of thought, I mean I was perusing Instagram and I just thought about this. I think Lil Tay would be a great date. For yeah, George wow. Hart. This is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so Lil, Lil Tay, youngest flexor of the century, you know what I'm Ooh. saying? So, like, basically... She's got Lil shooters Tay, here, here, and over there. She's got shooters here, here, over there. She but, hangs out with, uh, what's her name, the bad baby chick? Uh, whatever, yeah, I don't know. I don't Veronica know or something? Or, or uh, well, Vicky, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're both BDs down on Lambron and them. <laughs> Dude, don't, don't fuck around with Lambron and them. No, never. Um, but no, I, I honestly, I really don't have too many reasons why I think that that would be a good date. I would just think it would be hilarious to see. Maybe more so, maybe, you know, not as much a date. But just like at dinner and he's like, like pouring yeah. her wine, heavy breathing, like, so what are you into? And she's just like, yo, I got shooters here, <laughs> here, and there. And he's like, oh, nice. Chris Hansen busts down the door when Jake Hi. shows up. He's like, what What'd you plan on doing tonight? Yeah. What? I'm going to need you to take a seat. This guy <laughs> thought he could run on his powerful rascal scooter. The only thing he's gonna be running, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you take a seat right over there? All right, who's your who's your date? Mine, and I literally picked this before certain developments. Roseanne Barr. And literally in my See? notes, I wrote yeah. because she's back. Guess what, guys? <laughs> not back anymore. She's gone she's again. Not back anymore. She's like she was <laughs> back again, and now she's gone probably because of again. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm not gonna touch so, this one too much, but yeah. So, so the listeners here, we we got delayed a little bit on this third episode. So a lot of a things few, happened in life, guys. Ago. There's you know oh, yeah. things come in. Oh yeah, you go ahead. I don't want to talk. Well, no. So a couple of weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, we were making these notes, and Chidi picked Roseanne before the whole uh, before the whole racist tweet things happened. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious that he picked her before that happened because yeah. now it's just funny. Sometimes you have to plan ahead. Not all of us are talented like Chris and 30 seconds before recording. Can you go on Instagram and be like, oh, got it. <laughs> well, you know, it's called improvisation. Improv Improvisation. Improv yeah. <laughs> it's one of those hard words. Sometimes you just have to separative the uh, consonants separate and put them together. Yeah. 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 Get, them, get them separated. But yeah, Roseanne. Right? And then she had a rough couple of weeks. Uh, I would hate, I think the guilt I would feel if I was Roseanne was one, being offensive, but two, like costing like 80 plus people a paycheck. Oh, yeah. She cost. Well, what was what, what was the drug that she blamed it on again? Ambien? Ambien, yeah. So I feel bad for Ambien getting a ton of bad press for something that. Yeah. They're just sitting there. They're, they're pissed. Their, their HR director or their uh, PR director probably got a fucking text saying, like, are you seeing Roseanne? Be it yeah. and blaming us. Yeah, that's like a weird reason to blame them. Like, 
99% of their complaints are probably like overdoses or drug abuse and then all of a sudden they're just like racism <laughs> like sorry it, Roseanne's like sorry I had a Tylenol <laughs> sorry, now, they gotta, a now they gotta add that in their commercials like yeah, they're side like, effects man side effects racism be sure not to operate heavy machinery or Twitter while on Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's all coming together now. It's, it's all I, starting to make sense. It's all, all the people in America are starting to use Ambien again. It's again, nuts. again, yeah, again. Ambien's back. Yeah. Uh, so Ambien's let's go back. to our final um, segment. This is a big one today, Chris. I'm throwing the gauntlet. This is a show I'm really proud of. Not like Legal Jannies. Uh, I liked Legal Jannies. Wait, wait, wait. hold on, time up. Wait, you're skipping. Whoa. You're skipping. You're, you're skipping some titties. Oh shit! Cool, let's do it. Yeah. Oh man, you never you skip go. titties. What no, you, I know. I can't believe on. it. What does this look like over here? So my unnecessary titties was um, da Daenerys's pregnancy when the the chick just her pregnancy test was just feeling her boob. She's like, oh yeah, you're probably pregnant. Pregnant. Yeah, that is an unnecessary I titty. I totally agree. I thought that was pretty funny. I, but that's that is a weird pregnancy test. Like back, like nowadays you pee on a stick. Back then it was just like, let me give it a little. Mm, yep, yeah, you're pregnant. <laughs> like I bet there are a bunch of weird dudes who are like, let me check. Nope, not pregnant this week. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> uh, you gotta, I, so you find out the old fashioned way with them. My first unnecessary titties was Joffrey's face, but then my second one because I thought about it and I got so spoiled <laughs> in the first two episodes was that. Daenerys wasn't busting him out in, in this one, so that was unnecessary to me that she was not busting him out. I mean, that's this this episode probably had the least nudity out of all the episodes this season. I feel like. Yeah, and there's going to be some dick coming our way. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So you're really excited about that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. All right, so that so was really you actually are too. really excited about this trial by combat, though. I am. I've been talking about this all week because this is a show I'm actually proud of. I came up with it. I've given a lot of thought. Have you ever watched the show? And I've probably mentioned to you in the past, but I'm going to give you the, the shebang-a-bang on it. River Monsters. Um, yeah, I think I have seen some of those episodes. Everyone's seen it's it. Like snakes it's hosted. And, like, no. Alligators. No. It's hosted by Jeremy Wade. Jeremy Wade is either British or Australian. I think he's British. And anyway, he's a big wrangler. He goes to, like, the whole theme is that, like, he goes to the Amazon or he goes to rivers in South America, Africa, all around the world. And there's, like, folklore and tales of this large arapaya fish that comes out of the water and is responsible for the deaths of men, you know? And then he wrangles in these fish, and then he'll show them to the camera and talk about them a little bit. He's really passionate about, really, really passionate about fishing. And whenever he, whenever he hooks a fish, he goes, fish on, fish on, right? That's what he does. He's, like, really passionate about fishing. And one day I was hanging out with some friends, and we were talking about it, uh, the show. And for some reason, I thought it would be hilarious if he was, like, on this new season of River Monsters, it's going to be a little different. Normally, I do catch and release, but this time, there's going to be a little something in between. I'm not just going to catch and then release. I'm going to catch and then fuck them in the release. So the show is called Fish It's called Fish Fuckers. He catches the fish, he then just fucks it, and then he puts it back in the river. And the tagline the tagline of the show is when the fish get on, I get off. So the show is called Fish Fuckers. And again, Wait, so, uh, I don't know so how I came up I with this. I don't, I don't know how you came up with that either. You're probably watching some weird shit on the internet again. Like but... I was on the wrong stuff. You got you got a hold of the wrong stuff. Wrong stuff. stuff. So I, tell me why as soon as you said fish fuckers, I imagine it spelled P H with 
fish and pH with fuckers, dude. It can, dude. It can. But just, like, this guy is so passionate about fishing. And it's just, like, the, he sets up the episode. He's It always has, like, a nickname. He'll be like, this, uh, you know, this uh, Amazonian thrasher. That's what, like, they'll call it. And it'll end up being, like, a little, like, pike or something. But he's like, the Amazonian thrasher is responsible for the deaths of men. But on this week's Fish Buckles, it'll be responsible for taking this dick. You know, just stuff like that. Uh, and that's just the theme of the show. He just catches the fish, and that's I'm gonna do a little something in between. Instead of just releasing, right. I'm gonna release him with well, the dick. When so, the fish get on, I, mean, I, I get off fish fuckers. I, I don't think I, I don't think I necessarily have to explain why Game of Thrones would be better than fish fuckers. I think you do. <laughs> I, I guess I'll make my case here. Um, in Game of Thrones, there's real people fucking going on, which is a lot sexier and more attractive than fish uh, fucking. I don't to know. the normal public, probably not to you. Well, um, this isn't like a fetish thing. I just think it's hilarious. I think this show, the ratings, the ratings would blow people away. Just imagine this dude just passionate about fishing and out of nowhere. He's like, by the way. It's getting the fucked. ratings wouldn't blow people away because it would never get on air because it's outrageous. You would have to go. You would have to go to like HBO late night to to see fish fuckers. Well, I'm not saying we're gonna see Hard Dick going in, but we're gonna see him definitely giving it, no, putting in work. No full pen. It's gonna pen? be a lot of All facial right. shots of him, just like <laughs> <laughs> the scales and gills right. were a little rough. Oh yeah, go ahead. So, all right, so, yeah, so real real sex would be my first point about it. Second, um, I mean, I'm not a big fish show guy. Like, I don't, I don't really get into Yeah, it's the passion that, that he like, works with that mostly influences people to watch. I mean, he's those, really those shows are like fish. an hour long, and the first, like, 45 minutes of it are just... It's set up, it's set up, yeah. ...stories about the fish, and then they actually, like, get... Sometimes they don't even actually get the real fish, so that's just disappointment in itself. So yeah, no, but just imagine him like better. putting like a big like like putting like a big worm on the hook, and he's like, I'm baiting my hook, and then it zooms out, and his other hand is just like greasing up his dick, and he's like, and I'm baiting the other hook. That see, that doesn't sound like anything that I'd want to watch. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's I'm sorry. I, I think I'll leave the fish fucking to you, man. All right, fine. More for me. More, more fish. There's plenty more of fish, fish in the sea. Plenty of fish. That's the point. There's plenty of fish in the sea. You know what? This is this is the kind of stuff that you come up with. You know, we we have that I should keep to myself. To, is to this, make this show and you yeah. just no. We had this three is weeks to break it as table. Come up with fish fuckers. Truth be told, I had this created like before Christmas. <laughs> I literally. This is a hundred percent true. This has been. This is. I'm actively trying to get this in the works. Yeah, like, do you just need a platform to throw it on? So I just you, need uh, a producer to hear me, man. I need to get it in the right hands, and someone will be like, gold. Will someone get George on the phone? We'll work on that. Yeah, someone get um, some fish perv on the so phone. So that was that was, that was, uh, that was Folks, that was the kind of fun stuff you can hear on Deep Thrones. Share, like, subscribe, five stars. Give us, give us thumbs up. You know, give, give us, us give us the hearts up. on Instagram. Give us the hearts us. on Instagram. Uh, deep, deep thrones on Instagram. All Direct message word. us. Um, um, feel free if you're really into the podcast and you're sharing it and you like it. Uh, message us questions, stuff you'd want us to talk about, stuff you think we could do better. Constructive criticism, email questions, mailbags, uh, stuff like about the show, about ourselves. You good with that, Chris? Yeah, hell yeah. So again, that was season one, episode three, Lord Snow. We will be back with season one, episode four. Uh, any any last words, Chris, that you'd like to add? No, I, uh, I couldn't have put it any better myself. Well, as always, buddy, I appreciate you. 
All right, well, go fuck some fish. Well, I was actually just going to say, Daenerys, hit me up. Let's go fishing.